And that's why I'm always on the run. What is going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Cover Industry Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and beta to learn how to rock more and sunglasses. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I am Dan Ray. Always on the Run by Lenny Kravitz was a song that popped up. You were talking about like a theme night for the for the acoustic trivia, wasn't it? Yes. 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 We do a theme every week and I've been repeating them. It's been decades and then love songs and then I've been bored. And so I said to my wife, what's a, it was a new theme. What's, what would be a new theme for trivia? She said, your mom. And I was like, okay, done. And so it's the next week of trivia is going to be songs that mention moms about moms have mama in the title. Mama, I'm coming home is in the list. Like mom, your mom, the theme is your mom. Yep. And so I brought that up on the Patreon Slack. your mom. Yeah. All of it. Brought that up on the Patreon Slack and you mentioned a song. Not by its proper name, actually. We had to look it up. But there's a Lenny Kravitz yeah, tune I, called... I, yeah, I, yeah, which is, as a as an absolute like perfectionist nerd, I was super embarrassed that, that sure. I didn't have the I, right name. I get it. It's all right. I, I And when I listened to the whole song, I knew that I'd heard it before, but um, what it is is Always on the Run by Lenny Kravitz, where the verse is a repetition of, my mama sends, something. The verse is like that So on times. and so forth. Yeah, and I will say, my... generally my feeling of Lenny Kravitz is he's very repetitive. He finds one really Mm -hmm. killer riff and does it like 120 times. And that's the song. Uh, And this one's kind of like that, but it rips, man. It kills. So this, the tune, well, it's got two, it's got two good, two awesome riffs. Absolutely. Yeah. The intro riff. And then the whole rest of the song is another riff and it's, yeah, yeah, it's a good tune. I have been a little obsessed with it since we brought it up and since we listened to it on the Slack and I I posted a video of myself playing it, having figured out that riff. And uh, yeah, it's a good tune. Always on the run. Yeah. Check it out, Lenny Kravitz. The inside baseball about that tune is that it was a co-write with one Saul Hudson, also known as uh, Slash. Who, and who so thought the- of it as a Guns N' Roses tune until he heard Lenny belt it and then was like oh no this one belongs to you and so he recorded it with him he's the one playing the riff on the album um yep and then you posted a video of lenny kravitz doing it with guns and roses which is as freaking ballsy a stage presentation as i've ever seen in my life it's unbelievable so oh yeah everyone needs to check that yeah and i mean it was guns and roses but like the horn section was there like the whole like back line of uh yeah, background tr- vocals three, were there. It was three like girl background singers, it just, and it just swung yeah. like a rubber ducker. Yeah. And I took that video and I posted it on my uh, Facebook page. I was like, I don't think more swagger has like ever been contained on one stage yeah. since that performance occurred. It's so gnarly. Yeah. So if you've forgotten that one, you should go look it up because it's uh, it rips. It's a bad always song. on the run. fully badass song. And, and I think I'm working it in. Here's the other thing. I think it's going to fit in my dance medley alongside Superstition and um, Play That Funky Music. It's in the same key and it's got the same kind of yep. aggressive kind of groove, like backbeatness to it. And so I'm going to work on how I can fit that in. Yeah, you could take, if you put it in 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 that mix, you could half time one of those tunes to like fit that kind of swing to it, I think. Yeah. It's slower than all the rest of them. It's... It's it's sure. kind of a dirtier groove. It's a lot slower and syrupy. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot thicker. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. What else has been going on? 
Um, listen, I'm marketing this, this, um, so we're doing another weekend of Dan, the Dan Ray experience at this place in Greensboro here Dan called State Street Wine Company. We did one DRE. A, couple, uh, a month ago and it was super fun. So for the Friday night, it'll be karaoke. Saturday night, it'll be the full band and Sunday afternoon will be me solo. And uh, it is the band's, you know, which is a brand new project. It's our first kind of public gig. We've played a couple of times, but they've been private events. This is our first coming out this is our first public debut and another thing that happened on the patreon slack is we started talking about memes and uh, using leveraging memes for marketing and so i've actually built meme a day i actually have the meta business manager set up to drop a the new strange related meme every day up to including the um crackhead y'all got any more of them new strange memes on like the day before, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, my, my comment on is yes, yes, we do. Uh, and then the last so day, let me give credit where credit's due though. Please, so, please, please. uh, Chris from Mackens rock, that was his idea. It was a good he idea. DM to me is like, should we come, should we add a channel to the Slack? That's just literally for memes that we've used for promotion. And so I created one called meme exchange and yep. it, it is just like best practices kind of thing. And yep. it's been a wildly it's been super entertaining fun. and valuable uh, yeah. addition to the, uh, to the conversation we've yeah. been having. Yeah. You know, our f- very first party gig was, um, the Saturday after the infamous, um, slap, the Chris yeah. Rock, um, slap Will Smith. Will Will Smith, Smith. Thank you. Yeah. And so I did, I used that picture of it and was like your plans for Saturday night and the new strange slapping them. And, uh, uh, it went okay. I, people, mm-hmm. people shared that a little bit. I've got, um, confused fry. From Futurama, right? Can't tell if the song is ending or if, it's, or if this is another, a new strange dance medley. Uh, so some, some fun stuff that like goes back to vintage classic memeing. So we'll see if people show up. Um, Good times. People actually coming to the show is the crucial <laughs> measure of whether any marketing works. So we'll see. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, so you've also been on kind of uh out of the game just a little bit haven't you you you've yeah, kind of been look, we got a round of covid happening here that's um confusing and weird i haven't i have not yet tested positive despite having what seem like symptoms but maybe not maybe it's all in my head i don't know i'm i i'm a little wrapped around the axle about it but for sure i've delivered a lot of meals upstairs to where the rest of my family certainly is positive with covid uh, over the last week. Yeah. And I'm, I have a daughter who's a vegetarian and a wife who has some food allergies that I don't have. And so we end up using, usually making a lot of meals all at once. And so tonight I did all the timing and all the work and I had all the meals emerge from the toaster oven and the microwave and the stove and the cooktop all at the same time. And I got them all on the tray and carried them all up at once and came back down and had a glass of wine because it was too much. I'm totally overwhelmed by what it takes to do that for a week and a half now. So hopefully that'll wrap up soon. And I did cancel sure. some shows on, on, on the strength of like, I haven't felt great, but maybe I'm making that up. I don't know. I have not yet had a positive test, but I also haven't felt great. So it's weird. It's a weird, it's a weird time of the world. We've been saying that for two and a half years now and it's still true. Yeah. I like what I had almost like convinced myself I didn't have COVID when I did. Yeah. Cause I was like, yeah, it's, I mean, it can't be that bad. And then I was like, as soon as I tested immediately, I was like, no, no, yeah. that was it. And that's the thing. And I think the point's going to come where like, and I don't think we're far from it where the worst thing about testing positive of COVID is that you've tested positive of COVID. Like the symptoms aren't a big deal. Mm-hmm. As long as you've 
gotten vaccinated. I think people who haven't still probably go through some stuff. The consequences of the positive test are worse than the symptoms by far. I don't know what that means. I don't know what to do about that. There'll come a time where it's, it's like, oh, something's going around. Oh, it's COVID. Okay. We're probably not quite there yet, but that's the end game, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I like, this is the first time where you've been the one that like totally drops the, uh, <laughs> drops the mood of the episode at the top. Uh, well, let's fix so that. So now you get to Mrs. Lincoln, the conversation. Anyway, apart from that, how was the play? So listen, I, uh, I went cross country this past week. Mm-hmm. Last Thursday, I got on a plane and I flew to Seattle, Washington to, uh, hang out with a bunch of guys I've never met in real life. One of them being the original drummer for a band called Emery, if anybody is uh, a fan of them. I hung out at his house and hung out with his wife and stuff. And we just, it was like a men's retreat, kind of learning how to be uh, better dudes, as they say. I jumped in some real cold water, uh, did some workouts, read some books, did some things, and uh, met some cool guys. It was great. I had a great time. I did have to swing by the Sub Pop store on my way back from the Airbnb that we were staying at, got some swag and Looked around a little bit and it was, it was fun. Nice. I really love Seattle. I don't, I didn't get a chance to do too many of the touristy things. I've done most of those though. Seattle's Um, a fun town. Great town. Yeah. For sure. And actually the big chunk of conversation we are having this evening comes from a listener who lives in the Seattle area. So it's a fun little tie back. Coincidence. What are the odds? It's a little kismet kind of situation. It all comes together. This week is the two gigs, two bands, two days scenario. And what that looks like on my end is a pretty low-key back-to-school weekend at home with the fam, uh, followed by a Monday night rehearsal with the pop-punk group. I've got to be fully transparent. I have not even started prepping for that gig. It's a lead vocal only. I have uh, We brought another guitar player in, and so I'm not playing a lick of guitar, so all I have to worry about is lyrics. And I'm in that kind of like headspace where I know the songs, but I don't know them. Right. There's going to be some dialing in on that. And I should be able to make it through the money rehearsal without too much issue. The other thing that's going on. Hang is hang playing, hang hang hang. Um, Before you go on that, do you know what happens if you sing, yeah. a, if you sing a verse twice? Tell me. Nothing. Audience doesn't yeah. notice. Nothing happens. Here's the other thing is like what a lot of folks don't quite understand about this whole like pop punk emo era as far as the audience goes i anticipate i'm only going to have to sing roughly 60 percent of the lyrical content <laughs> That's right the audience has got the rest because it's it, it is like astounding how loud th- these guys mm. can get and it's so much fun that's good I've done, I've done eighties. I've done nineties. I like the energy level of these particular shows is unrivaled. It's not even close. Cool. So much fun. I'm so looking forward to it. This could be a gig where I make approximately negative a billion (laughs) dollars. I may not make a single dime from the show and I don't care. I'm so excited that it's going, that it's just happening at all. Cool. And when we kind of get on the other side of it, it'll be, it will be good to go. And it'll be fun. Yeah. The other thing that's happening on Friday is I'm subbing for a guitar for friend of the pod, Braxton, uh, from originally El Scorcho, but he's got an eighties new wave group called ATL vice. And I am filling in for their lead guitar player on Friday evening, um, at a gig at literally less than two miles from my house. Nice. So early load in, 
6 p.m. downbeat, done by 8. Fully prepared for the gig to get rained out because every time I've done this gig, it's gotten rained out. We got on a, a FaceTime call this afternoon to dial in all the parts on who's playing what. And um, I didn't... There, there was only one... <laughs> there was only one specific curveball. There was a song where I was like, so this tune, I got you. There's not only guitar on that one. You know, it's mostly like horns and stuff. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, it's the... Uh, it's a uh, James Brown song, right? He's like, no. So I got you by split ends. I was like, do what now? <laughs> so I'm glad we had that conversation yeah, because I was fully prepared asked. to be doing some, uh, doing some horn lines or something. Yeah. And f- so for those of you who are not really plugged in with early eighties, New Zealand rock bands, uh, split ends, ENZ, by the way, was the group, the predecessor to crowded house. Yeah. And they had a song called I Got You. And uh, I'd never heard it before until literally maybe a couple hours ago. And so I've, <laughs> I need to work on that one. Fair enough. Everything else is, um, there's a bunch of tunes I've never done before and some that I have done, but it's been a while. A couple of cool ones. Let's see. A Girl Like You by Smithereens. Never done that one before. Cool. Let's see. A lot of these we've done before. One Thing Leads to Another Fix. Missionary Man, Eurythmics. Uh-huh. Let's see. Still rock and roll to me. Got some Billy Joel in there. What was another one? Talking to your sleep. Head over heels. Huh. Little tears for fears. Yeah. Got a couple of cheap trick songs, and then a lot of stuff that like members only already does. It was a good amount of stuff that I really need to like dig into and uh, do my homework on, but not too many where it was untenable. Do you have re- my little system? Yeah. Yeah. You know, working through the stuff in small chunks of the past three weeks. It's good. And so we're going to get into it. This week is the one where I'm like, I got some some board mixes from them, right? I'm just going to play along so I have a better idea to get the arrangements. And I'll probably start charting some stuff out, make sure I know how the structure goes. Sure. Do, do you have a rhythm player? Yes. Yeah, so Braxton is the the other guitar player. Okay. All right. So I will be, but there was a lot of stuff where I was like, like we're doing um, money for nothing, uh-huh. and I was like, it's not super technical, but it's a vibe it's that specific. you've got to figure out. Yeah, if you like, don't, yeah. So like, we were talking about that. He's like, oh, I've got that. I was like, oh my, like, thank God. I was so <laughs> well. The, the one you mentioned <laughs> you so that much. way is talking in your sleep. There's a very specific rhythm mm-hmm. part for that. That's very idiomatic. You know. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, the, 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 I'll tell you the real one is is uh, one thing leads to another. That f- that's the fix yeah, song. It's literally that sure. one riff. Yeah, you gotta know it. Yeah, yeah, same way. It's a good one though. Yeah, that's what I got going on this week. Cool. Uh, no, what no no YouTube video. Just you know, between travel and gig prep and all the other stuff I got going on, just wasn't gonna happen. Look, don't feel bad. It's uh, it happens. Hey, listen, don't tell me. How to feel. <laughs> I encourage I can, you. I can my, beat myself my, up without my anybody's help. My recommendation is that you not feel bad. Feel free yeah. to not take my recommendation. I'll take it under advisement. I just Look, if feeling bad is more important to you than other things, then let her rip. I'm working on that. That's what this whole retreat yeah, thing was exactly, about. I got my exactly. own, yeah. got like a whole like work working process to try to figure stuff out. Good. Yeah. And be easier on myself. Good. I'll, a lot of good business stuff too. Um, when the videos commence on the YouTube channel, um, I think we're going to talk about business mm. and talk about incorporating kind of the, uh, 
the nuts and bolts of that whole process. I think that's a good topic. I just didn't have enough time to properly structure it and get it ready. Sure. Sure. And even in the Slack channel, people are like, oh yeah, we haven't quite done that. So let's talk about it. So cool beans. All right. All right. We ready to get into the the thingamajiggy? Let's do it. All right. This week's topic is, uh, is a good one. And it's for the singers out there. Dan, you and I have been accused of being uh, vocalists in our past. It's true. And so A time or two, we have been. So we're just the guys to tackle this. This week's topic comes from Brady Jones, who sent us an email earlier in the week, and they had a question about lead vocalists. We'll just get to it. Hi, guys. Love your podcast. I'm a lead vocalist for an 80s rock cover band here in Seattle. Shout out to Seattle. Ooh. Called Black Bangs. Nice. So if you're in the Seattle area, check out Black Bangs. Uh, we don't play a lot. It's a side project for my husband's band, uh, Memphis Radio Kings. They're an alt-rock group. My question is, if you are singing a song that was originally sang by someone that has an accent, do you try to sing the song with the same type of pronunciation of lyrics in their accent? The example provided was Don't Change by NXS. Thank you for reading. Can't wait to hear what you have to say. Thanks, Brady J. So big thanks to Brady and the guys in Black Bangs for reaching out. Yep. We love to talk about stuff that you guys are curious about. The first thing that I did after I sent it to, after I sent the question to Dan was to drop it into the, into the Slack channel and a lot of thoughts. Yeah. There does not appear to be a, a silver bullet solution to this particular conversation. No, so I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and let Dan start this one off and then we can dig into the finer details, the intricacies. Of yeah. The, well, of the, of the topic. Uh, unfortunately my answer goes right to the intricacies because, um, you posted it to the Slack channel <laughs> with like a thumbs up for yes, thumbs down for no. And I immediately posted shrugging shoulders for sometimes maybe <laughs> it's a complicated question. It's a really complicated question. It turns out, in fact, as we discussed it, it got more complicated for me than I thought it was at first glance. This is a, derivative case of the question called, should we perform songs as true to the recording as possible, or should we make them our own? And the answer to that is yes, you should do one of those things. Um, and which one you should do is your choice. And I think as long as you're, as long as you are making a choice about that consciously, it's the right choice. I don't have an opinion about that really. Uh, uh, and I'm not opinionated one way or the other about bands I go see. Like I, I enjoy when somebody really nails it, just like the recording. It, 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 it just hits something I love about that. And I really love it when somebody interprets a song in a way that's really interesting and new and great. And I really love that. There are audiences that will have different feelings about those different things, but ultimately what makes what we're doing art is that it is interpretive. It is creative in terms of we're starting from a thing that people know, and then we're putting our stamp on it in a way that alters it creatively. Um, Mm -hmm. When it's altered uh, as a result of deficiencies in one way or another, we don't have the chops or we don't have the personnel or we don't have the instruments. That's a bummer. But when it's altered on purpose deliberately, I think that's great. I'm all about that. So if for you, carrying through the original singer's inflection and accent is an important part of the song, let her rip. And if it's not also let her rip either way is fine. Yeah. 
that was my first cut at it. That was my first flush of answer. Yeah. And then it, my answer evolved as we discussed it on the Patreon Slack, right? So yeah. at which point you chimed in. So any, anything you want to say about that first response of mine? <laughs> yeah. Ultimately, the conversation to have is the what is what I'm doing adding to or taking away from the content of the material. Yeah. I think in a lot of cases, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I think for a very solid chunk of, of songs, the, uh, the pronunciation doesn't really play into it. Yeah. But what, what really seemed to play itself out as everybody started to chime in is that everybody's got their songs. Yeah. There's these kind of like set in stone, like the, Accent is the part of the delivery that has to be there in order for this to work. And the one example that kept coming up was, I'm going to be 500, 500 miles. miles. Yeah. Yeah. Proclaimers. And I'm guilty. I, I don't know. Guilty. I do this. When I play that song, I, I honestly got, I sing, so be the man who walked a thousand miles to thousand. I totally yeah. do that. A thousand miles. I completely lean into that. I do it way bigger than they do it. Um, it's kind of the joke of that song because it's a goofy song and like leaning into mm -hmm. the goofiness really works. Well, and also like if you don't, there's words in there that just don't make sense. Yeah. If if yeah. I heva. Heva. Like what what is what is heva? Who's heva into you? you? You have to do it. Yeah. You have to or, do uh, it. Or it's when I'm when I'm dreaming, dreaming, when I'm going to dream. I'm going to dream about the time when I'm with you. You have to do you it. Know? You have to do it. That song demands there's, being done in that accent. Demands Absolutely. It. So there's this one particular account on TikTok is this redheaded gal who presents as a, like an Irish looking white person um, who is Mexican, like from Mexico. And one of the things like that helped blow her account up is her talking in a, what she calls a gringa accent to <laughs> her Mexican mother. All right. And so she's doing the yo soy caliente like and so and her mother is just oh my like god, just losing her furious. mind. I'm sure. Oh my god. So there's definitely <laughs> something to be said about um misdelivering yeah. certain songs or certain content. That was one of those things that was super funny. That the general agreement was the proclaimers has to be done a certain way. It has just to doesn't be. work. Now the other one, another one that, that kept jumping out, which is, you know, one of my favorites is, um, I believe in a thing called Love by the Darkness. Yes. There's certain lines in there that have to be delivered a certain way because it's the way the song sounds right. Justin Hawkins says thing instead of thing. Yep. And you've got to kind of like hit it with a certain kind of zazz in order for the, for the lyrics to carry the right way. That's right. I think Ed Sheeran kind of falls into that category too. He's he a person who like, his Englishness is like a, a component a of his songwriting. Of yeah. 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 Now, however, there was the counter off the counterpoint, which is brought up by Donnie Howard, who's one of our patrons mm -hmm. who said, I do a number of Bob Marley songs and I'm not going to try and fake a Jamaican accent doing those. And yeah. uh, it's true. I, I do a bunch of Bob Marley songs too. And I do them. I do them in a way that feels true to me, but I'm not doing like a patois about it. I'm not doing a Jamaican accent. Yeah. It would feel weird to me to do it in Irie Mons, you know, some weird, I don't know, that would feel, I don't know, uh, ex exploitative or, I don't know, it just would feel strange to do it that way. So there's- well, You had said, is this appropriation? And I was like, it's 
not not appropriation. Yeah, it's kind of appropriation. It, it, you know, and so the thing to note is that like all of the bands that we say, oh no, you got to do it their way. They're all white guys. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Uh, I think that's part of it. I think that's part of it. I think you have to be respectful of the audience, uh, the, the cultural source that you're working from. Um, I think that's part of it. Now, on the flip side, though, there's definitely been some really cool examples of people taking a, a straightforward delivery and adding their own cultural, yeah, you know, spice to it. Sure. So you can kind of go about it two different ways. You can make things unique, really, in the, the way that that only you can. Yeah. The through line is that there is no through line. There's not like a. There's not a hard. There's not a hard rule. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, you've got to do what makes sense. Yeah. And you do all the small things without sounding like Tom DeLong. <laughs> no. Sure. I mean, you could. But no, no, you absolutely can. It just won't be as fun. Right. Right. Or uh, you can't do I Miss You without doing the, don't waste your time on me, you're already the voice inside my head. <laughs> right. right. It just doesn't sound right. Doesn't sound right. Yeah. So yeah, do but, what sounds but, right, but or if, if do has, something that makes it better. If it has a jangle for you, I don't know if I should be doing that. Listen to that jangle. Yeah, no, it's it, probably right. It, Pay attention it, to that. But that's true for any vocalist. Like, true. You yeah. got to do what feels right for you. That's right. It doesn't matter what it is. That's right. If it's if the key's not right, if the lyrics don't resonate with you, or you know, I would. Okay, we're getting so off course. Let's go. Um, are you a pronouns guy? Can you sing a girl song without changing the pronouns? Oh, totally. I can absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I can sing a girl song without changing the pronouns. hundred percent. That is one of my pet peeves. I'm not a fan of people changing the pronouns in songs because, oh, I'm a guy. I can't sing about another no, guy. Like, who stupid. cares? Like, that's stupid. Just sing it. Yeah. It, 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 it screams insecure, insecurity. To and me. I, and frankly, I kind of love it. I kind of love it. We've got a bunch of songs in the new strange where Taylor sings a boy song and does it like, I'm the man who's gonna like whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. and, and same with me, we keep it true the way it is and we just change up the genders and we, it's fun. It's actually fun. You know, listen, John Prine, I am an old woman named after my mother. Like it's a man singing that there's no mistaking his voice, but like, he's telling a story yeah. about a character, like get, get with the, what's happening. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, um, Dwight Yoakam, when he came to Nashville, he stood out from the crowd because he when he started like shopping demos, getting in there, he would do covers of female songs. Mm. And that was kind of like his angle. I don't, I, I don't have any, I have no empirical data to back that up. It was a story that I heard from a teacher in a class, but uh, that was always kind of like an interesting component. Something, yeah. something that kind of Listen, stood I, out. I have done female artists as a trivia theme, right? So I've done like, um, Man, I feel like a woman. I've done. You make me feel like a natural woman. I, I don't change it up to like. Yeah. Make me feel like a natural man. Come on, just. Well, r- you have like make me feel like a natural, natural man. man. <laughs> <laughs> Yuck. You know what we should do so that that should be another topic like things that you can do to completely destroy <laughs> the integrity of a song. <laughs> yeah. I think that'd be a good topic. Yeah, it would. Coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. What ideas do you have to completely destroy the integrity of a song? We want specific examples. I think that would be a fantastic thing to dig into. Yeah, super fun. 
Hopefully that's helpful if you're an American and it's a song by a British act and you think that there's something to the way that they pronounce stuff, go for it. It's not a big deal. No. Like, we do Just Like Heaven. I can't not do the Robert Smith voice. Right. Like, it's, you can't. No. Because if I just went, show me, show me, show me how you do that trick. No. Like, no, it's nope. show me, show me, show me how you do that. Like, you got to right. do it. You got to do it. Yeah. Or make it completely different. Like, there's no compromises in, in some of those circumstances. Yeah. yeah. And actually, that's let's add that. Confidential gmail.com. What other songs do you have to do like uh, the record yeah. to make it work? Yeah. Let's put like a comprehensive list of songs you just have to pronounce like the original artist did. Hit us up. Love it. Any other parting words? No, although um, I spent a lot of time playing um, Everybody Wants to Rule the World in my version of it and it never really worked and then i actually put in the work to learn it the way that it is with a couple of weird little short lead breaks and some strange moments of it and uh it actually works the way it is it doesn't work any other way so yep. that's when you got to do its way it's got a meter it's got like a vibe to it like you've got it you that's when you do have to just yeah you got to honor it you got to yeah. honor the the composition yeah, yeah. Yeah. And learn the parts about, there's a moment in it where it breaks back to the intro riff and then does something else. And the bass moves a different direction that quotes something else that happens yep. elsewhere in the song. And, uh, boy, if you get that all right, it's great. And if you get it wrong, it's not the song. Mm -hmm. I don't feel that way about almost any other tune, but that one, once I got it right, it was like, oh, that's how that really needs to be. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Some songs cannot be improved on. Yeah. Yeah. Fine better version of carry on wayward son than the first one yeah no no can't be topped i i will say this i really like the weeks where we just talk about the way that we play stuff or the way that we feel about like particular songs some of my favorites because at the end of the day we are just like music nerds that like went so far that we we had to learn yeah how to do it yeah and now we have to go perform it yeah. Listen, my, the first band, I, once I came back from my big music hiatus in my life, I, I joined a band um, and we did carry on my wayward son. And I was the lead guitarist in that and a lead vocalist. I was doing harmonies on that tune. Um, that's a, that's a complex bastard of a song. And mm -hmm. um, there are a lot of little phrases that come together to make that song what it is. And, uh, yeah, that was one in my current band, we're doing, um, Beggin by Maniskin, which has some really mm -hmm. complex stops to it. That's the only thing I've ever done that's similar in terms of the work it took to get it true to itself. That was a tough one to get together and we crushed with it. It was, it was good. Uh, but we did well, it, it as it, true it, to like, itself I mean, as we possibly could because there's nothing else is quite that song. Yeah. There, there is no improving on that. Like to me, compositionally, like that, that's one of the most perfect like rock and roll songs ever written yeah yeah it's like bohemian rhapsody it's got movement it's got yeah. like parts that like yeah they flow into one another and they're not they're disparate but like linked yeah and as they migrate the mood changes and the things were like 100%. vocally it's incredible every single person on that in that band is firing at all c cylinders on that record it's yeah. un it's in it's incredible yeah yeah. For my for for my money, the best moment of it is the keyboard that comes da 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 that like offbeat yeah. you know chord hit there that's like 
Oh, this is so juicy. So juicy. To me, it's the little vocal bridge. Mm. The, you will always remember. Yeah. Nothing equals a splend. It's the, yeah. now your life's no longer yeah. empty. Surely heaven waits for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Surely heaven waits for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, you can't go, surely heaven waits for you. Surely heaven waits for you. No. Yeah, you no, can't do it. It doesn't, doesn't work. It's far you. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, you know, when I was being trained as a vocalist, it was all about singing, singing in a British accent because hard R's are a thing to avoid, right? They, they kind of yeah. jump out of the vocal. So that's what's happening there. Yeah. They were doing a, an affected accent. For sure. Yeah. Well, and it was at that, in, in that era, English bands were cooler than American <laughs> bands. Much. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I was having to, again, we are so like off the reservation here. No, this is the topic. Like, we're in it. So my, my whole idea, cause we were talking about the British invasion and the, uh, the significance of it and why it was such a big deal and looking at it from like an anthropological standpoint, the reason why the British invasion was able to happen was that culturally they didn't have all of the racial hangups oh. that America did. Wow. So when they received the rhythm and blues records and the and and just the straight up blues records, <sighs> they just got to absorb it for what it was. In America, if you were the same age, you were getting the Pat Boone version of that song. You were getting the uh the Ricky Nelson version of those songs. So you, you, could, know, you were getting you could, kind of like a Yeah. You could cover the Muddy Waters version and it wasn't a thing. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Hmm. So they were able to absorb the music more honestly yeah. and then interpret it in a way that, you know, American musicians just couldn't right. until they came over here and right. were influenced by the English version of right. the American. Yeah. No, they brought their cover. They brought the honest version of it with them across the ocean. And because they were wild? white, it was cool. It's, it's literally like, that's one of those things where the Beatles are the Beatles, like, no, yeah. no dispute. The Rolling yeah. Stones did that, though. It yes. was the Rolling Stones. Yes, 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 yes. They literally took Delta Blues yep. and re repackaged it and delivered it in its like in its honest, true form for an audience but, that pa palatably would. Well, but not only that, but like was literally like prevented from consuming it right? initially. Yeah, it's yeah. wild, yeah. and that's honest. I mean, that's why rock and roll was so dangerous to the establishment because it was this thing that they had. On, they had like literally spent years and yeah, they, they had whitewashed it for generations. Yeah, from disseminating. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Good yeah. times. Yeah. A little history lesson for you. Sorry, Who knew guys. We'd end I, up there I on this topic. To I, I like it. I like it. Yeah. This was yeah. This was not necessarily where uh, where we were intending on going, but here we are. No, I think I think it's the question. If you're going to sing it in, listen. That's, that's the other thing. If I'm going to do a blues tune, am I going to copy some black? voice am i gonna do listen when i when i do a, a song in my rap medley am i gonna mm -hmm. do it like the the way snoop dogg sounds or am i gonna do it in like a kind of a cleaned up white version of that i don't know something you gotta contend with i don't know thanks vanilla ice for making the decisions easier for sure no listen co covering ice ice baby you don't have to worry about these things yeah it's true I mean, but you are, you, I, I still do it. Like I, I'm pronouncing it the way that he would do it. Totally. Now that the party is jump in. Now that part's, you know? it's cause it's safe to, it's fine. Yeah. 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 
for sure. I'm not sure if people are going to resonate with this. This might be the this might be the one where everybody tunes us out. No, I think people like we could make it to the end. I think they're going to get it. I think they're going to get it. I, I have faith. Could be. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we have wandered far enough off the reservation to call it for this week. All right. Good combo though. Like man, I love it. Like any time where I can just like we can just like riff on like music itself. It's the that's best. that's best. the thing I like. What we're here I for. like to do. Yeah. Indeed. And hopefully this was enlightening, entertaining something for, uh, for the rest of y'all. So thank you for putting up with the, uh, the journey that we have sent you on, but it was a good convo and uh, I love doing this stuff and I appreciate everybody, uh, for their support, for sending emails in and just tuning in week after week. It's, uh, it's very cool that we still get to do this for sure. That being said, want to go ahead and shout out all the guys in the Patreon, Paul Longdon, who's one of our newer members from Canada shared one of our uh, one of our videos this today so he it's entered into the merch giveaway contest for august Sweet. and if you would like a free piece of merch it's pretty easy to do share a piece of uh content either one of our youtube videos or a post on uh, instagram or an episode on whatever social media tag me tag dan tag the show and you get entered into the running and you don't have to be a patron for that uh, a, a pee freeze of yeah, smack yeah you don't have to be a patron for that a you pee could freeze p you could nope. get a pee freeze of smack that's what I. That's what I said. For each piece of schwag. A bindance munset, you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, just, the point I'm, is, I'm, you don't I'm, have to be a I'm Patreon rife. a Patreon member to do that. You could just be any old, nope. You know, listener guy, and so let her rip. Would love to or see what you share. Or gal, but let's be honest, I want more gals, but doesn't seem to be the way it rolls. Pretty well. Look, our e- the email got that sent was referencing their husband. Fair. Let's not let's not be presumptuous. We're not going to assume things. So, anywho, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for the support. Love each and every one of you. Coverbaycoverdigital.gmail.com. Send us your questions. We want to know uh, what you are curious about. Even if it's like, hey, stop talking in general. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll shutter the show. We'll turn the lights off. Yeah. We'll, we'll be Good done. Night. Good night. Otherwise, uh, you can uh, listen to Sammy Hagar's best friend, uh, Adam from the Van Band, uh, about all the other ways that you can uh, show us some love. That being said, let's go ahead and call it for this week. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. You have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast for the week of August 5th, 2022. Have an awesome week. And that's how you rock more and suck less. Hey listener, this is Adam Moskowitz of the Van Band out of South Florida. Yes, another Adam. Adams are taking over the cover band scene. Get used to it. Sorry, Dan. On behalf of Cover Band Confidential, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Now I know you want to support this cast, so this is how you do it. You subscribe, you leave a five-star review, you share this episode with your musician friends, and you throw a screenshot on your story. And you go ahead and you follow the podcast on all their socials. You got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of them. These gentlemen, Adam Johnson of Members Only and Dan Ray of the Clinky Lincolns, have graciously given us vast amounts of great content. So as a thank you, go ahead and send them some green energy on their Patreon page. For real, send them some digital coins. And when you do that, you'll get access to the Slack back channel, which is just musicians and band leaders chatting about the craft of being in a performing cover band. Who wins? The losses. The behind the scenes goodness. If you play at least once a month for money, all I'm saying is break off a few bucks for your favorite podcast that you always listen to. 
any questions, comments, hit up the Facebook group, send a text or voicemail to their hotline. That's 404-491-0910. You can also email coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. If you'd like, you can find my band on Instagram, Facebook, at VAMBAND. That's V-A-M BAND. Do it. Seriously, I want to see that CBC bump. Or you can find everything you need at VAMBAND.com. We started in 2019. We played funk, pop, soul, R&B, Motown in Southeast Florida. I play guitar and backup vocals at Adam Moskowitz Music on IG. Also follow the CBC host on IG. That's at Adam Patrick Johnson and at Dan Ray Musician. Or visit CoverBandConfidential.com for all the goods. I'm going to go ahead and call it. For Adam Moskowitz in Boca Raton, Florida, that was your outro bumper on Cover Band Confidential. Always be performing! (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.